Welcome to the Retail Theater by the Synthetic Playhouse, where artificial intelligence performs stories about people acting up in retail and other consumer situations. We hope you find the stories themselves funny or entertaining recountings of socially awkward and rude behaviors. We also hope you are both impressed by and amused with the abilities of AI. Story number one. I can't believe I'm the one with the brain tumor. I worked the 7 to 3 shift at the front desk and everything is going smoothly. Checkout time is at 11 a.m. for us and guests are leaving the hotel. There's not a soul in the lobby until this woman comes inside from the parking lot and she throws her room key at me. It's me. Remember? I'm bringing down my stuff to my car. I'm in pain and I have a brain tumor and spinal problems. I need my receipt. You charged my card $100. I was very confused as I haven't had any type of interaction with this guest or even seen her at that. My welcoming smile slowly faded to a frown. I'm sorry I don't remember you, but that $100 is an incidental hold and I can get a receipt printed out for you though it will be blank since nothing was charged to the card. I don't need a receipt. Oh okay. Were you looking to check out then? No. I am not checking out. I need to get back into my room I still have my stuff in there. Okay well then here's your key back, you're going to need this to get back into the room. Do you know how to listen? I told you that I need my key remade. It's not working. Alright well give me one second and I will remake this for you. Seriously? I can't believe that I'm the one with the brain tumor. This is ridiculous. So absurd. Your job isn't that hard. All you have to do is listen. I pass her the key and cut her off from her brewing rant. Here you go ma'am. Now you can get back into the room. Wow. You're completely incompetent. The guest gets the rest of her belongings and makes her way back down to the lobby to bring her things outside. I'm sorry. I'm dealing with a lot of stress and a lot of pain from my spinal cord and lungs and brain tumor and blah blah blah. Oh no worries, that's okay. Smiley face. No, it's not okay. It's not okay what you did. I'm sorry. What did I do? I'm not apologizing to you. You don't deserve an apology. I laugh loud enough for her to hear. You really need to listen to people. Well, it would be helpful if you explained yourself. I was so upset because I genuinely didn't do anything wrong, and I let her push me out of my character. I am never rude to guests that speak like this but today was the day. She comes back to the desk after loading up her car. She stands in front of me for a minute saying the same thing about her pain, stress, body problems and brain tumor. I'm not sure how true this is but I ignored her spiel. Okay so are you checking out? Yes. I want my receipt. You know, when you're working you really need to shut your mind off to outside influences and listen to guests. When a customer approaches the desk, you need to shut up and listen. Here's the thing, I did listen to everything you said and not once did you mention anything about getting a key remade because if you did, I wouldn't have been so confused. Yes, I did I came to you and the first thing I said was that I needed my key remade because it's not working. Alright. Well here's your receipt. 
She continues to try to argue with me. Here you go. But you. Here's your receipt. I told you. Right here, there's the receipt. She realizes that I'm not going to continue this pointless argument and takes a look at the receipt. Where's the $100 charge on here? There's no charge, it was a hold and I have released that back to your card now that I had you checked out in the system. Oh, okay. Thanks. You're welcome, have a good day. She just stood there for what felt like eternity, but was probably only 10 to 20 seconds. Everybody knows my name from famous people to talk show hosts. I have documentaries made about me and I'm always on TV. Everybody knows who I am. Have a nice day. She looked surprised that I didn't run around the desk, bow down, and kiss her shoes. I was so happy she left. Bonus, my manager let me blacklist her. Story number two. I told you so. The grocery store I worked at was undergoing a complete and total reorganization. Owls were changing, and we were all learning where everything was. Needless to say, it was chaos. At the time this happened, we were pretty busy, and I had a line of customers, but Karen decides to skip the line to ask me where something was. Where are the paper plates? I believe they are now on aisle 7. Before I can even get on my walkie to ask someone for sure, she storms off only to come storming back a couple of minutes later. They are not there. A manager is now nearby. Hey Joe, can you help her find paper plates? I thought they were on 7, but she said they were not. Okay, maybe they are on 8. I'll help you find them ma'am. You should know better than to tell someone where something is if you don't actually know. She comes back and checks out through another line. The manager comes back after she leaves. They were on aisle 7, like you told her. Ha, told you so. Story number 3. In which we learn what minimum means. I need to get my booster shot. Has it been at least 5 months since your second dose? No, but I'm going overseas in one month and I want the booster before then. I'm sorry, but the authorization on immunization has already reduced the interval for booster shots to the barest minimum, which is five months. But when I got my second shot, the doctor could give it to me after only three weeks, even though the recommendation was six weeks. Yes. At the time there was an outbreak that needed to be dealt with, so the authority on immunization reduced the interval between the first and second dose to the minimum, which was three weeks. Right. So why can't I get the same thing for the booster? Five months is the minimum interval for the booster. Can I talk to my doctor about it? Of course. But they would have to administer the booster themselves, because five months is the minimum allowed interval, and none of the booking websites will let you get it any sooner. Isn't there any wiggle room? Two weeks ago, there was. The minimum then was six months, but they were allowed to shave it down to five months if you were traveling overseas. But then Omicron happened, and now it's five months' interval for all boosters. There has to be wiggle room. The wiggle room has been eliminated. Five months is the minimum. I'll talk to my doctor then. Thanks for your time. Story number four. Just because I have long hair doesn't mean I work at Guitar Center. 
I have long hair, tattoos, and a goatee. But music store employees are usually required to wear company shirts. I was wearing a Slayer shirt and jeans. It's clear I don't work at this music store. I was sitting down, playing some guitar and minding my own business, and this lady and her son came up to watch me play. Nothing too out of the ordinary, it happens quite a bit. I noticed her son was holding a guitar. Do you want to plug in and play? You're gonna teach my son how to play. And she walked toward the front door. She legit tried to leave her kid with a stranger. I'm sorry ma'am, but I'm not a guitar teacher. I don't even work at this store. I don't care. It's obvious you can play guitar and my son wants to learn. Again ma'am, I'm not an employee of this store and I'm not a guitar teacher. If you'd like, I can get you a store manager and you can talk to them about lessons. No, I want my son to learn from you. Ma'am, I'm not wearing a company shirt, my hair isn't tied back like the rest of the employees here, and I have metal piercings in my face. It's obvious I don't work here. Teach my son how to play the guitar or else. Or else what? You're gonna have me fired? You're gonna have me arrested? You should really learn how to talk to people and not be so demanding. I forgot to mention, I'm holding a guitar this entire time. A $2,000 Schecter 7-string Avenger. She reaches for the guitar and tries to pull it out of my arms. Be careful before something gets knocked over and we both get kicked out of the store. That's it. I want to speak to the store manager. Okay, I'll go get him. No. You're staying right there. Fine, whatever. I have plenty of time to kill. What seems to be the problem, ma'am? Your extremely rude and unprofessional employee is refusing to teach my son how to play the guitar. I told you, I don't work here. I tried to be nice and you started yelling at me. We even have you on camera just leaving your son with a stranger and trying to leave the store. It's true ma'am, he's not an employee here. He's not even remotely dressed in anything near our company attire and it's a big no-no to show up with your hair not tied back for cleanliness reasons. And because I've been watching you yell and harass him this whole time, I'm going to have to ask you leave. Then who is going to teach my son? Ma'am, we have the right to refuse service to anyone, which means, if you're going to behave like this, we don't have to give your son guitar lessons. And just like my friend here pointed out, we have footage of you leaving your son with a stranger. So I'm going to have to ask you to leave before we have you arrested. She and her son ended up getting banned from the store, and I was given store credit and a free guitar strap for her causing trouble. I felt bad for her son though because he just wanted guitar lessons, and that guitar center was the only music store in town. Story number 5 My arm is soaked in cat pee and there's a snake stuck to my pants. We sold a refurbished PC to an individual purchasing it for their housebound sister and agreed to send a tech on site to perform the setup. At 10 o'clock I head to the customer site, about 45 minutes into rural America. Farms, back roads, etc. A beautiful sunny day, nothing foreboding. My destination comes into view, a nice triple-wide manufactured home with a couple of additions on about five acres. I knock on the door. Come in but don't leave the door open. 
I'm immediately confronted with a hallway lined with cages. Down the hall and to your left. En route, I realize the cages contain snakes. Lots of snakes. A few have only one or two, but most have five or more, apparently grouped by species. As I turn left I see more cages in another room. Distressingly a couple larger ones have no lid. I'm greeted by a lady in a wheelchair, petting a cat. The smell of stale cat pee hits me. It had been mostly covered by a dry musty snake smell, but in this room it was overwhelming. It literally burned my eyes and nose. She introduced herself, showing me the desk she'd cleaned off where the PC was going to live. Due to the cages there was no way I could move the desk, so I'd have to get down on the floor to run cords and power. By this point I'm taking short tiny breaths trying to minimize the smell without passing out, but now I can taste it. I'm rapidly developing a headache too. I unbox things, set the PC and monitor on the desk, the printer on nearby table, and start dropping cables behind the desk. While I was getting things from the car, she traded the cat for a beautiful corn snake she's petting while sitting there watching me. I'm a little creeped out now, plus four or five cats are trying to climb into the boxes. I have stuff hooked up, but I need to run the modem line, printer cord, and power cords. So I get down on the floor, scoot my way across the carpet. Why am I sticking to the carpet? Ma'am, this carpet is sticky with something. Oh yes, my cat has had a couple of accidents down there. But I cleaned it so don't worry. I'm committed at this point so I pull the cables along the wall and roll over to reach around the desk leg. My arm and shoulder are wet. Why am I wet? Did I just roll onto carpet soaked with cat pee? Yes. Yes, I did. I plugged the power cords in and foam line to the jack, scoot it out. Turn it on and you're good to go. I have to get back to the office. Thank you. Once outside I scrounged through the back of my car looking for something to put behind my back and rear to sit on. Nothing. Of course not. I always have paper towels in my car. But not this time. I finally gave up and sat on my jacket. I grab my phone and call my boss. Hey boss, I'm not coming back right away. I need to go home first. Okay, what's up? I need a shower. Why do you need a shower? I'm wiggling around during the call trying to get situated on my jacket so that no part of me is actually touching the fabric of my car when I notice something. I'm covered in cat pee and what the? What the hell is? Snake. Snake on my leg. Snake on my leg. I scramble and fall out of the car. Oh no. Oh no. Wait wait, oh man. No it's okay, it's just a molted skin. I thought it was a live snake for a minute. My boss, laughing so hard I can hear her crying, can barely speak. Okay, we'll see you after you clean up, but bring the snake and we're gonna start a trophy wall. Boss hangs up. It wasn't as funny as he thought it was. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the stories in this episode. Share your favorite story with your friends.